¿No se merece tu familia lo mejor? Entonces, ¿por qué no los mejores huevos? Ahora, Egglands Best están disponibles en deliciosas opciones. Huevos clásicos de gallina libre de jaula y orgánicos de Egglands, que ofrecen un sabor más delicioso y fresco de granja, que le encantará a tu familia. En comparación con los huevos ordinarios, Egglands Best contiene la mejor nutrición como 6 veces más vitamina D, 10 veces más vitamina E y el doble de omega 3 y B12. Solo Egglands Best. Mejor sabor, mejor nutrición, mejores huevos. Visita egglandsbest.com para más información. I'm seeing something. It's smiling at me. But not a friendly smile. The worst smile I've ever seen in my life. Do you see it right now? Smile. Rated R. Only in theaters Friday. Hi, and welcome to Within the Paranormal. Again, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Dentato. Joined with me here is James Plemons. Hi, everyone. And uh, we are actually part of the Suncoast Paranormal Research Association out of Tampa Bay area in Florida. You know, again, we're just two paranormal geeks that started a podcast, so we could talk about weird things for 30 to 40 five minutes or hour or so um so how you been doing this week james been doing awesome been busy finding different things to talk about found an interesting couple of things this week what about you yeah um i found a couple of things along the topic that we wanted to discuss which is mass disappearances you know throughout history you know there's been cases where large numbers of people have suddenly disappeared without a trace, uh, leaving, you know, no real evidence as to what happened. And, uh, you know, doing some research, we found a, a couple of, um, you know, a couple of interesting stories, legends, myths, however you want to describe it. Some of them uh, seem plausible, like, you know, we were just talking about the Mary Celeste. In 1872, uh, Mary Celeste left New York for Italy, and the ship was found later with no one on board. All personal belongings and everything were, you know, were still there, undisturbed, untouched, and uh, no signs of foul play or violence or piracy or anything like that. But, you know, there are plausible reasons for that. I mean, uh, we were just discussing that water was found in the hold and a pump was disassembled. So more than likely, the the crew abandoned ship. Which makes sense, especially since the captain's log was also taken. Yeah. So things like that. I mean, while it's an interesting story and it would be great to know what happened, it doesn't really lend itself to the paranormal However, there are a couple of stories that even though there may be a plausible explanation for it, it's not exactly obvious. Um, For instance, uh, a story that I found that I was really interested in was the Anjakuni village in Canada. And according to the legend, uh, on a full moon winter night in November 1930, a Canadian fur trapper named Joe LaBelle went to the Anjakuni village at the shore of the Anjakuni Lake in Canada. To his horror, he did not see a single person or animal in the village. 
Uh, LaBelle had been to the village, supposedly, uh, many times for shelter during his travels. We had seen uh, numerous people living there. He had always received a warm welcome from the villagers, but now no one was around. He then checked every hut and found food supplies and provisions, um, clothes of the villagers in their houses. Uh, even the, you know, the, the rifles were stashed along the sides of the door. Pots of food hanging and, and on, you know, fires that had, you know, had long gone out. And the kayaks, you know, that they used for fishing, those were also, you know, in their places outside the house. And there were no footprints on the snow uh, that would have given a clue as to where the villagers had gone. So you're uh, saying so, the whole place was like ghost town? Yeah, totally empty. But, you know, there's still food on the pots, you know, in the, in the pots on the stove. So LaBelle actually went to the nearest, uh, you know, telegraph office and sent a message to the uh, the Canadian police. And supposedly when the police arrived, they conducted a search uh, thoroughly. And they even found um, outside of town that the, you know, the village's burial ground was empty. So all the, the graves had been dug up and emptied out. And then uh, even further from the village, they found a team of seven sled dogs that, you know, had starved to death and were buried under the snow. Now, there were reports, um, supposedly, again, um, I couldn't find any any concrete evidence to this, but supposedly villagers from around the area from other villages had reported seeing lights in the sky. Well, I mean, the, the aurora lights. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, you would think that they would know what the Aurora Borealis looked like at that point. They lived there. They they saw it all Fair the time. Enough. True, true, true. So, I mean, uh, it's definitely something to think about. I mean, one theory that seems most plausible to me is that for some reason they left. And, you know, this John LaBelle actually showed up uh, a long time after they had already left. That's why there was no trace of them leaving. But why would you leave all your clothes and belongings and everything if you were just going to take off and, and move to a different area? Right. And hot food. And I mean, you would take that stuff. Yeah, you would, especially, um, you know, your guns. Oh, yeah. Protection, food. You've got to have that. And that that's, uh, that's definitely not the only time... Something like that's ever happened. What did you find? This is true. So along the way, uh, looking at different things, Roanoke Colony or the Lost Colony. Yeah, I remember hearing about that when I was a kid. It actually was settled twice, which kind of blew my mind. The first time it was settled or established was in 1585. It was evacuated. Don't remember right, right off the top of my head why, but it was evacuated. And then in 1586, but in 1587, it was reestablished. Now, the first time around, it was approximately 108 people, right? That was there in 1585. The second time in 1587, there was 112 to 121 people, including a uh, young lady who was born here, was the first American born of the family, which there's no trace of them. Even when it was reestablished in 1587, the governor, John White or Ralph Lane, I can't remember which, went back to England. I think it was John White, went back to England for supply. He was stuck there for three years because of a Spanish war. When he came back, there's nothing. Everyone was gone. Everything was still there. But the the word protein was carved. Now, they, they think that the people, you know, hard winners, whatever, 
and they were friends with the Native Americans. So the the natives invited them in, and they just blended in with the Native American colony. But you know, they still don't know what happened or where they went. It's crazy. I mean, how in the world do you just banish a whole colony, especially of 112 to 121 people? See, now, when I was a kid, I remember hearing about that story, and again, similar to the the Anjakuni story, um, you know, food was left left out. Um, it literally looked like everybody just disappeared. But again, you know, how much of these stories gets passed down and embellished and, and changed and added to just for the sake of, hey, it's a great, uh, great ghost story to scare your kids with on a, around a campfire you know it definitely would be used to scare them right but virginia dare was the first american born of family that i was talking about gotcha well there is another story that again you know found quite a few stories but this one really piqued my interest it's uh, about the lighthouse on i hope i'm pronouncing it right Eileen moore in scotland and it basically goes that the the tiny island off the coast of scotland uh, is said to have been cursed since the late, you know, 1900. Well, since December 1900, when three men manning the lighthouse mysteriously disappeared. According to the website Historic UK, a ship stopped at the island and found no sign of the men. The visitors, though, did come across a log that had a, a, a few creepy entries. Um, uh, you know, Thomas Marshall, the second assistant, wrote of quote. Severe winds, the likes of which I have never seen before in 20 years, end quote. You know, he also noticed that the principal keeper, James Ducott, had been very quiet. And uh, and the third assistant, William MacArthur, had been crying. Um, And the entries on December 13th stated the storm was still raging and that all three men were praying. But there were no reported storms in the area on December 12th. 13th or 14th and uh and the final entry in their log uh was for december 15th which simply read storm ended sea calm god is overall so that to me begs the question where did these guys go did they get you know try to go outside in the storm and get swept off the island if that is the case why would they go out i mean according to the log they the guy said, you know, the winds are like he's never seen them before. Why would they go outside and risk that? Because you would imagine there would be waves and everything else, right? Right, right. I mean, you wouldn't. You would stay in, inside the lighthouse. Right. So, I mean, I guess the the real thing would be what could have possibly caused all these people to disappear? I mean – yeah, you can find a plausible explanation, but there's no evidence to really back up any explanation to, you know, what happened to these people. So if what type of paranormal phenomena could you imagine that could have accounted for that many people disappearing that quickly? That's a good question. I mean, there's all through history, there's legends and stories of you know people disappearing in time and reappearing in time and it i don't know i mean is it possible the lighthouse is very i don't have an answer for it. three men totally disappear that they're on an island you can't go anywhere it's literally big enough for the lighthouse to be on it right so where'd they go did they get in a little rowboat and paddle to the mainland but according to legend everything was there right 
there was nothing to show that these people would have left. But again, I mean, did a rogue wave come up and hit them and take them all off? I mean, that seems to me like the most plausible explanation as far as something that would have happened. But again, wouldn't you have to be outside for that to, you know, for that to occur? And why would these guys go outside in that kind of a storm? Obviously, they have experience with manning a lighthouse. They would know not to go outside, I would think. So if it was, in fact, a, like a wave that swept them over, how could that be, especially when the last log entry explains that the storm has ended and everything was clear and god was good so that, that, that i don't know i mean could they uh just i don't know i'm <laughs> i'm baffled the only ways to really I mean, it could have been a rogue wave it took them it could have been you know they were trying to rescue one of the guys that fell it, it, there's but again the 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 last log dormant and seas calm god is Overall, so it, it, it is so puzzling. I would love to actually be able to visit these places and, and really get a, a feel for it. But I mean, how much uh, again is legend? I mean, for instance, the uh, Ajakoni village is that true? Is that is that a real story? Was that a real place? I did a, a, a Google search and you know, outside of the story, I really couldn't find. Uh, too much information on it um, as far as that area. Everything's pretty much uh, inundated with uh, the legend and the disappearance story. So I don't know. Uh, it's a 50-50 chance. I mean, every, when things are passed down, you know, thing, wording changes, things get added, other things get left out. So, I mean, anything's possible. Well, I heard a, I heard a, a phrase or expression one time that uh, myths are based on legend. And legends are based on fact. So kind of the the whole heard it through the grapevine sort of thing where the story gets told and changed so many times that by the time you get to the end of it, it's completely different and blown out of proportion as to the way the, the story actually occurred or, or how it actually happened. Right. But, you know, uh, one thing that has always popped in my mind, you're familiar with the Mandela effect, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, for those who, who may not know, uh, the Mandela effect is where large groups of people remember something that, you know, just didn't happen or, or remember something, you know, quote, incorrectly. It, it actually gets its name from Nelson Mandela. Uh, he was an apartheid activist um, who was imprisoned in South Africa. And most people remember that he died while he was in prison. However, he didn't. He actually uh, was released from prison in 1990. You know, he died on December 5th, 2013. Large portions of people remember him dying in prison. So that's where the term the Mandela effect is, where people remember things very differently from they are. I think um, one of the one of the Mandela effects is uh is it Baron Steen Bears or Baron Stain Bears? You know, does the Kit Kat candy bar did it have a dash in between the kit and the cat? These little tiny things are Mandela effects. And one of the theories for that is, for lack of a better, better term, our world or our reality is slipping through different dimensions that are very subtly different than the ones 
that we left. And that's why certain portions of the people remember it the way it used to be and not the way it is in the new dimension. So on that note, could these disappearances be uh, something along the lines of that, where I know this is a stretch, but could it be where those areas are slipping in between dimensions that are so vastly different that they just disappear? Oh, yeah, I believe it's possible. I believe it's really possible. I mean, like the, the Devil's Triangle. There's been several where a pilot that disappeared in the 1930s or 40s reappeared in the 1960s and using the call the plane and all that and he's been gone he's like i've been flying around trying to find home you know all this time so it, it yeah it is possible that we could be slipping in between different ones we just don't know you know I, i'm i'm i don't know i'm, I'm really torn part of me cannot accept the fact that there's some kind of paranormal uh, reasoning for these. There's got to be some kind of logical explanation. But every explanation that I can think of, you would, there'd have to be some kind of evidence to show that. But none have been found. Exactly. And that's... Now, now the one that you touched on, the... in Canada or whatever, you know... Anjukuni Village. Right. It... You said that the dogs that were found were under snow and they had yeah. gotten starvation. Yeah, what they if, death. Right. So what if this guy shows up after a hard snowfall? There's not going to be any footprints or anything anyway. But it had been apparently would have been gone for a while for food to be left behind with cold fires. So where'd they go? I mean, right. Well, the that that's the thing. I mean, there had to be something there to point in the direction. But then again, they did leave their their guns, so they whatever happened, they felt safe enough to leave with. Well, one theory. Well, one theory that people had thrown out was that, um, you know, these were a migratory people. They didn't they didn't stay long, and you know, as far as this. Joe LaBelle, um, you know, how credible is he really? I mean, if if this story is true and it's not some some sort of uh, what amounts to an urban legend from the time, if the story is true, how trustworthy is LaBelle? Had he honestly been to the the village numerous times or was that his first time on the island and he just found the empty homes? You know, if, if, he, if yeah, if, I mean, if these people were migratory and and traveled and settled and never stayed in one place too long, you know, that could explain why everything was empty. And then, you know, who knows it with as long ago as it happened, the details of, you know, food being on long dead fires and everything being in its place that could have been embellished to make the story a little more creepy or a little more, uh, you know wild that's 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 where my my skeptical side is coming into play it sounds it sounds crazy it sounds almost awe-inspiring however there's got to be a logical explanation for it yeah i mean there probably is we just haven't found it yet 
Well, at this point, if it happened back in, uh, you know, a hundred years ago, we're, we're probably not going to get any explanation for it, unfortunately. Yeah, this is true. This is true. You got me hooked on this lighthouse. I've been reading uh, the Wikipedia about the Flannan Island Lighthouse, which is the lighthouse story where the three guys disappeared. There's yeah. The- well, that that really piqued my interest in it, as far as stories, because, I mean, it's it's kind of easy to believe that three people just disappeared. Um, now, whether they just took off or, you know, man overboard situation um, is a little more believable than, you know, uh, an entire town of, you know, 600 people just disappearing. Right. I mean, Roanoke, with, with all them people, I mean... There's been a little bit of evidence popping up here and there that they that some of the the people did blend in with the Native Americans. You know, they found pottery. Um, they can't say 100% that it's from the lost colony or right. whatever, but they have found certain things. They found a ring with the uh, seal on it that they thought was gold, but it wasn't. It's actually brass with with copper and some other stuff but it, it's i don't know if they'll ever ever figure it out it'd be neat to figure out but did they just go and and join with the other natives did they move further inland i mean they were on the coast and three years is a long time to be right there on an island on a coast you know bad storms could be coming Whatever, so move in, Lynn. But I mean, only leaving the the word. Well, to me, leaving the word, uh, Croatan or whatever it was, um, to me, that seems like an explanation. Either they were attacked by the tribe or they went to the tribe. Either way, I think they, they, they had to have played into it. Um, right. That, and that seems like too, too random a word um, to just be carved out without any kind of meaning. Um, I, I think but, you're right, though. I, I think they probably blended in with the, the actual tribe. And, you know, when the guy didn't come back after three years, they probably thought he wasn't coming back. And, you know, he went for supplies, so wasn't like <laughs> there was an abundance of resources. Right. And, I mean, they were friends with the Native Americans. I mean, two of them went with the, uh, the captain back over to, you know, to London. See, now that, that part I had never heard of. When they came back, people were gone. See, now, while we've been um, while we've been talking, I've been looking up more information about the, the lighthouse keepers. And according to this, d- disappeared on December 15, 1900. It says a search party climbed 160 steps up the cliffside and found the door ajar, an untouched meal, and a toppled chair. Locals suggested one keeper murdered the other two, then threw himself into the sea in a fit of remorse. But if that is the case, wouldn't there be some sign of 
struggle or violence. Yeah, there is an overturned chair, but you would think if if the one keeper had murdered the other two, there would there, have been there would have been more than evidence. just. Yeah, there would have been just, you know, more than just one overturned chair as evidence. And why would, I mean, there wouldn't have been no food left, you know, it would have been spilled. So why, it doesn't make, make sense. And the one guy was a veteran mariner, so he was used to everything. So why would he be in the corner crying? Well, actually, I have found a picture of the three gentlemen in question. I'm actually going to upload this to our Facebook page for the our paranormal group, the Suncoast Paranormal Research Association, which we'll be getting a, a, a show page as well. But I wanted to, while I have this, I wanted to upload it. So by the time you hear this, it'll be on the page. You can go check it out, see what these guys actually look like. They were real people. So there's actual evidence that this story occurred whereas you know with the anjakuni village you know there's really no hardcore evidence that that village was even there but these guys these guys were definitely definitely on the uh the lighthouse and there's a photo of them oh i gotta see this i mean the the one part 1900 uh it says 1900 proved disappearance right one of the theories for that is a dreadful accident has happened at the flannin's the three keepers, Duncat, Marshall, and occasionally have disappeared from, from the island. The clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellas, they must have been blown over the cliff or drowned by the secure of a crane. Oh, trying to secure the, the crane. Um, Captain Harvey sent a telegram to the Northern Lighthouse Board dated 26 December 1900, stating a dreadful accident has happened at the Flanning. The three keepers, Duncan, Marshall, and the occasional, have disappeared from the island. The clocks were stopped, and the other signs indicate that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellers, they must have been blown over the cliff or drowned trying to secure a train. I mean, but yet a chair was knocked over, food was left cold, the door was ajar. Okay, the door ajar, the chair knocked over, could have been wind blown through. Well, there is actually, they actually made this uh, story into a movie. Uh, it's called The Vanishing with Gerard Butler, uh, Peter Mullen, and Connor Swindells as uh, the three lighthouse keepers. So uh, I've never seen that. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be watching it tonight. Yeah, I think I'll be looking it up on one of the shows and see what I find. And actually, for those uh, for those Whovians out there that love Doctor Who, apparently uh, this was also touched on in a, an episode of Doctor Who called The Horror of Fang Rock, which I don't remember that episode, so I'll have to look that one up too. Yeah, I don't remember that episode. And I'm a Who fan. It's Whovian, sir. Whovian? Uh, Whovian. I think there's a new doctor, isn't there? There's going again. to There's going to be. Um, the lady who's the doctor now. Um, I haven't been able to watch it in years. But um, she, from what I understand, she's not going to be it anymore. So they're, they're, they haven't, I don't think they've announced who the new doctor is, at least not that I've seen. If you know, please share it on the on our page. We, I would love to know. 
Um, but yeah, as, as far as those lighthouse keepers go, um, I definitely definitely going to be watching The Vanishing tonight. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch it because this has got my whole attention now because it, there's just how in the world can three men get off of an island that, now, what, 23 miles, I think it is? Well, you also stop and think that, you know, as lighthouse keepers, it's their job to man the lighthouse so that other ships don't run aground. And generally, it's been my understanding that, you know, the guys who, and, and ladies who do that, they take that job very seriously. All three of them just to abandon it? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense at all. Well, that's uh, definitely a mystery that... I'm going to be doing more research into. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll uh, do some research on my end, too, because, I mean, this has really got my uh, interest peaked because reading this, I mean, there's so many theories on it, though. You know, the, like the one saying that uh, there's an accident and the fellas went over. Right. Trying to secure the cliff. Uh, a rogue wave on another. So, I don't See, know. And some, something like, uh, again, the rogue wave, for them to write that the storm is over, that would have to be a pretty freak wave then afterwards. Um, as far as, you know, all three men getting blown over a railing and, and swept out to sea, one, I could see, two, maybe, but all three of them at the same time, if I, 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 that, that doesn't sound plausible to me. Well, no, and they would probably have anchored themselves to each other, too. So, I mean, for safety, right? Well, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't, not sure OSHA had anything to say back then. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, guys, um, thanks for listening again. If you've made it this far, we really appreciate it. Love to know what you think. Um, So, you know, drop us a line. Let us know. Yeah, leave a and, comment. Let us know yeah, what you think. Yeah, let us know what you want to hear next. And again, we do thank you if you've listened to it this far. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. And um, hope to see you next week as we go within the paranormal. Catch you later. later. ¿No se merece tu familia lo mejor? Entonces, ¿por qué no los mejores huevos? Ahora, Egglands Best están disponibles en deliciosas opciones. Huevos clásicos de gallina libre de jaula y orgánicos de Egglands, que ofrecen un sabor más delicioso y fresco de granja, que le encantará a tu familia. En comparación con los huevos ordinarios, Egglands Best contiene la mejor nutrición como 6 veces más vitamina D, 10 veces más vitamina E y el doble de omega 3 y B12. Solo Egglands Best. Mejor sabor, mejor nutrición, mejores huevos. Visita egglandsbest.com para más información.